Bald and Blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene. Know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm your host from Down Under, Kathy Tate, the Bold Warrior. And with me, as always, is our host from Florida Keys. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Kathy, my dear friend and podcast partner. It's so good to see you, good to hear you. And I'm so excited to record another episode. And I'm sitting on pins and needles so often when we record because you're going to throw a topic at me, and that's okay. I am Daisy, and I've got a juicy one for us this week. Oh, juicy? <laughs> juicy, oh. yes. It's very interesting, and especially for me, because I've spent most of my life trying to figure out how men work mm. and haven't. And so I thought we'd talk about it. Let's talk about the differences between men and women and their brains being wired a bit different and their behaviours being quite different? Well, I would not even say that this is juicy. I would say this is huge. I think this is quite a challenge to fit into one episode. I do believe this is a one-week workshop boot camp somewhere, <laughs> but I will do my best and well, okay, fine. <laughs> so you were trying to figure out how men work. So what were you interested in about? Or what did you ask yourself? As a single lady, Daisy, is I think going into dating armed with as much information as possible is a smart move. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, before you start getting into the dating or into that scene of dating, I highly suggest, but you already did that, but to really get familiar with the formula for finding true love, because that really prevents from heartaches and headaches and stomach pain and, oh, I can't take it anymore. I can't stomach it physically, biologically, truly. So that is one thing. But then knowing more about the other gender, I think, is a very smart thing to inquire because the more we know, the easier it becomes to maybe build bridges. But let me tell you something that might shock you. Men and women actually are incompatible. Yeah, now I shocked you. I knew it. She's got me speechless. <laughs> well, I can't say I'm shocked because it would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are things that we can learn to enable a better compatibility though, right? Yes. So men and women are a little bit like a PC and a Macintosh. They're just not compatible. But that means also that we consciously can build a connection, which is not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's worthwhile. And when we can see that there are aspects a PC can do much better than a Mac, and then there are other aspects that the Mac can do better. And let's say the two would appreciate one another's aspects, and maybe we could then start realizing that we perceive reality differently, then it becomes possible to exchange how we perceive the world and 
share these perceptions and then we can build bridges so understanding can grow wonderfully. Well, I like that. I think that that's important and I think that having a bridge when you are involved with a partner is the only way you're going to be able to see things from their point of view and I think that's an essential skill to maintain a successful relationship. I wholeheartedly agree, but you are already so way ahead because you read the island model and you're aware that you are living in your own island and others live in theirs and therefore let's say there are no boats and kayaks and canoes available, the only way is building bridges. So I agree that it is very important to put ourselves into the other person's shoe from time to time. And then we can still walk in our own. Nevertheless, it is very important. And I'd like to give a very, very big historical example at this point so that it helps men and women to understand that there's one huge difference. And when women would understand that, I do believe men would truly appreciate that. So let me throw it out here. Titanic. Just think about it. Women and children were rescued. Men and boys, and they were considered over 14 years old, already men, they stayed behind. Now imagine what strength they needed to have. And the only men that actually survived were those who were captains on the rescue boats. So in order for a man to be a man, they need to shut off parts of their vulnerability. Because men are recognized by men as a man, and not when we tell them, oh, you're such a great man. It doesn't really count for a man. The real compliment is when a man receives that compliment from another man. That's how they identify themselves with their own greatness. Mm? Well, that's interesting. So why is that, Daisy? So there is a big difference already between male and female, how we relate. So men are more group animals. I don't say that men are animals, but when we look at the species, hmm? so the male of the species is more about being part of a group that matters to them. The female of the species is more related to another human. So it's more an individual relationship. Hmm? And in the past, groups were only accepted in society, men with men. Hmm? When they went hunting, when they went into war as soldiers, it was a group of men. Hmm? But before we even go there, I would like to go back to a genetical difference. So there is the X chromosome and then there's the Y chromosome. And if we look at these two letters, it almost may appear to the observer that the Y is almost like a broken X, which is partially true. Because when we look at the X chromosome, it's about 1,200 genes on that chromosome, on the X chromosome. Some scientists assume that it will be over 5,000 when they get evolved and find out more. On the Y chromosome are only about 50 genes, five zero. That also means that a man inherits his intelligence from his mother. <laughs> but so do girls, by the way. 
because on the Y chromosome, there is no intelligence. Hmm? It's true. I'm not a scientist, but I do my research because I really enjoy doing that. So when we look at it genetically, a man is half woman, but only half woman. And many women nowadays want a man to be a man when he is outside of the home, be successful, be the career guy, having balls, be successful. But when he is at home, we want him to be kind of a companion as if he was another woman. It's impossible. So we as women, we also need to accept that. And genetically, when I say a man is half a woman, I would like to give an example. Men do have nipples, although they really don't need them. Hmm? But if men do not produce enough testosterone, they can grow breasts. And some men out there over 60 may have realized that. Hmm? Nevertheless, men even can produce milk, in case you didn't know about that. That's actually possible. Yes, it is. It is. Huh. War prisoners in incarceration that are undernourished produce milk. Why? Because the factor that would prevent them from producing milk is missing due to the malnourishment. Wow. That's interesting. So let's go back to the 50 genes versus 1,200. That's a huge difference. Yes, I'd say. That's quite astounding, I think. I expected you to say a number more closer, not so radically different. So like about 10 years ago, when I first got into that topic, the scientists that I was focusing on, they mentioned 32 genes on the Y chromosome but in the meantime was discovered that it is more. Hmm? But we're now about 50. Hmm? Okay, so let's go back to the habits because I do believe that you're more interested in the differences in habits now when you mentioned the dating scene. Well, yes, behaviors, but most especially the way that the difference in the way that they think because they don't think like women. So therefore it is tough for opposite sexes or opposite genders to understand each other and communicate properly, right? Here's the situation, the PC and Mac. Even more so when you don't know the person that well. <laughs> That's where the 5 plus 2 comes into place because when you start behaving like that and then you behave and observe another person and just observe their behavior based on the 5 plus 2, then it doesn't matter if you understand it or not. You will find common values. And you, therefore, can build a bridge. Because if the only common denominator is a common value, then that's already a great bond that we can build up on. Hmm? Oh, I agree. But I do like to understand what's going on. Well, I'm not sure if I'm the right person to answer you all these questions. I can give you <laughs> what I've learned over the decades. So one thing that I think is very interesting to have a look at Worst case scenario, a man seeks the distance. And in a worst case scenario, well, a woman seeks closeness. Yes. If we would just understand that, men out there, dear listeners, gentlemen, if you understand worst case scenario, she seeks closeness. And I understand you feel like getting onto distance and escaping when you understand that she is seeking closeness, not because she's trying to nag you, but that's her nature, hmm? then you may be able to be more compassionate and empathetic. And women out there, when you see your man is just escaping, he appears as if he has the Chinese wall around himself, 
and you know that worst-case scenario man seeks the distance, then you can maybe stop taking it personally. This is important to understand because when we understand these differences, then we don't take it personally anymore, but we can understand. So like my dog, my dog is barking. Why is my dog not meowing? And this stupid cat is not barking. Hmm? I like both cats and dogs. It's just an example. But when we understand these differences about one another, we can be so much more, hmm, I think, delighted by these differences instead of punishing one another. Why are you not like me? Hmm? Both ways. Goes both ways. I hear it from husbands and I hear it from wives, both genders. Same complaints. Yeah, that's a really interesting one, and I like that. And, in fact, we are going to do a whole episode on the man cave next week, so <laughs> make sure you tune in for that. What are some other differences, Daisy? Well, first, thank you that you gave me the topic for next week. That is great. I think it's the first time, <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, let's go to some physiological differences between men and women. That might be more obvious. Let's talk about muscle mass. Men, on average, have 40% muscle mass. Women, only 23% of muscle mass. Now, another very important difference, I believe, is when we get to the senses. So first of all, men hear differently. Most women probably have suspected this because some men appear deaf. They are not, but they truly hear differently. Because men hear only half of it, meaning she hears more. Mm? So let me give you an example. Football game. So he's watching the football game on TV and the TV is screaming, screeching. It's really loud. And she yells over there to him and says, hey, the TV is too loud. Can you turn it down? And he says, it's not too loud. Honestly, both are right. He doesn't hear it that it's so loud. And she is right because she's more sensitive. Mm? So... Now, another thing, women are programmed on voices. Hmm? That's the brain architecture. Men hear everything but voices. It makes it already difficult to communicate, but it's important to know these things. So men hear the bird sounds and animals. And when you look at parodists, you see the comedians that, how do you call that, impersonate other people and then they speak just like, that or this person or that politician or this celebrity, most of these parodists are men. Why? Because they hear the differences and the nuances that it takes to reproduce a specific sound so that they can sound just as a specific person. Mm -hmm. Now the eyes. Let's talk a little bit about the eyes. Let's say a couple is in the car, the man is driving, she sits on the passenger seat and on the freeway, he's just attempting to overtake another car. And she's dying a thousand deaths because she's sure, I think we're going to hit it. I think we're going to hit it. And he is so sure that he will be able to make it on time safely. Why is that? Because he has a tunnel vision. He didn't learn that he was born like that. There's architecture in the brain. Hmm? So he sees very far, but not that wide. She sees more narrow, but like a fan if you'd spread it open. Hmm? So if a man knows that, then he may be able to drive in a different manner so that she feels comfortable too. <laughs> you see, it's important to know. But now let's go to the butter. 
when we go to vision and funnel vision, I think it is also important for women to understand. So let's say she tells him at the dining table, hey, honey, would you just get up and bring me the butter out of the fridge? And he opens the refrigerator door and it takes minutes, takes minutes. And she already yells at him and says, hey, don't leave the door that long open. Close the fridge door. And he says, there's no butter in it. Boof, closes the door. And then she gets up, opens the door. And then she says, hey, but here it is. Are you blind or what? Now, why is that? Because he, with his tunnel vision, he would have to scan line by line vertically hmm, all the shelves to see if there's any butter in it. And she just opens the door and she sees it. Why? Because she has a broader vision. I do believe that is why men actually invented the butter compartment in the refrigerator door. <laughs> <laughs> I think the trick there is to put the butter in the same place every time, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing, but he still cannot see it, poor thing, because, because of his tunnel vision. Mm. Wow, yeah, that's very interesting. And I can certainly relate. I think a good example is racing, vehicle racing. Mm. That requires a certain amount of tunnel vision to be very successful. In fact, I remember reading once about one of the famous Australian race car champions that when he was driving on the normal road, he said he always used to focus a kilometre ahead of him to make sure he was aware of what was going on around him, but also what he was about to drive into. And I always remembered that and tried to mimic that behaviour to be a better driver myself. So that obviously comes from this primitive makeup in our brains (laughs) where they are built that way. And I can also relate that to the voices because I think women hearing voices would be related to looking after the children Mm -hmm. and men hearing other sounds would be related to their ability to hunt successfully. Yeah, If you look at it this way about the origins of why our brains were wired like this in the beginning, it makes sense. Yeah. Another thing about the tunnel vision that I find incredible, and many women and probably men can relate to that. So let's say you're sitting at a coffee shop outdoors with a man, and then some very nice other lady walks by. You already notice that he's watching her. Why? Because his entire head is turning after her. (laughs) So his tunnel vision needs to actually go after the subject matter. (laughs) And a woman, she does not need to turn her head. She already sees who's coming and who's not coming. Ah, Susan is there. I don't want to look at her. So it's very interesting, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So I think another very interesting point is how we choose partners. Because a man chooses a partner biologically to see, okay, so is a woman healthy and a good partner to birth healthy children. And he does that through observing the physique the frame of the woman. Now, how does a woman know if this would be the right man for her to reproduce, have children, raise them? She does that through the first kiss. And not because that's emotionally bonding or non-bonding. She doesn't do that consciously. It's absolutely unconscious, but the first kiss is something like a genetical test. So imagine the following. So she meets this man and he's really nice. She likes him. And when they first kiss, she checks him out, not consciously, of course, but she checks out his immune system and his genetics, 
with the first kiss. It's true. You can read up on that. So I didn't come up with this. And if there's no compatibility, then she somewhat turns cold instantly. Again, not consciously, not purposefully, but on a cellular level. Her body just shuts down and all of a sudden she wants nothing to do with him. And afterwards, she cannot even understand and explain what happened to her because she really liked the guy. Yeah, that is fascinating. And it's actually happened to me and I've not known why because the guy was a lovely bloke and ticked a lot of my boxes (laughs) in air quotes. And I had that same thing happen to me where I had a physical reaction that like every pore in my body was screaming, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So that's really fascinating. It's interesting. And a man, this poor man, he doesn't even know what happened. He thinks he's in the wrong movie. He thought everything went well. It was so smooth. He enjoyed your company. And then all of a sudden, that's it. Interesting, huh? Yes. Certainly is interesting. I think another important difference is about the thinking and acting kind of combination, because I see it in my practice that oftentimes there is conflict about that. Women and girls, they first speak about things and then act. That's why women tend to read users' manuals and instructions first before they then get onto it and start building or installing whatever it is. Men don't. Boys and men act first and then start thinking. They do not read the instructions or users' manuals. So when you look at it, it is really from the manufacturer written mostly for women. And that causes a lot of friction between women and men. Hey, you didn't think about it, hmm? Well, no, because he's biologically, he's, he's just a different makeup. He acts first and then he wants to figure it out himself. And then he starts thinking, oh, okay, what am I supposed to think about this one now? If women knew that, then they would maybe be more gentle when he makes a mistake. But that's how they learn. That's how the male learns easily. Hmm? I think that is very important. I agree, yes. I think that all of these differences that you've pointed out are real eye-openers. And listeners out there, if you are in a relationship and whether you are a man or, or a woman, just taking this on board, these differences that we have hardwired into us could make such a big difference in your compassion for each other. Yeah, and the understanding and then therefore joyfully building bridges. Yes. So because then I can stop judging them. I can stop judging the differences, but find it actually exciting. And oh, so that's great. So we can complete one another. So it's not about the Mac and the PC competing Hey, Mac, I want you to be PC or PC, I want you to be Mac. Mm? We can stop doing that. We can say, hey, wow, how fun. You're Mac. Great. How are you doing things? We can then compliment one another and then it can be really fun, I think. But these are tiny little differences that are really important to know because once we know them, then it becomes easier to live with one another and to interact with one another. Yes. So uh, look, this has been fascinating, Daisy, and we're going to get deeper into it next episode, as I mentioned. But in the meantime, guys, if you do want to improve your relationships, jump over to our website, baldandblonde.live and grab Daisy's books, which is what she's referred to when she talks about five plus two, the formula for finding true love and the island model are both available 
on our website for immediate download and devour them, guys. They will make (laughs) such a big difference for you and your understanding of each other and how to build those bridges that we've spoken about. So thank you, Daisy, for dropping that insight. I think it's fantastic and a great start for us to start really understanding that there are hardwired differences and with knowledge of that, we can have this basis for common ground, Mm. which will help us have better relationships. And understanding why the other person does what they do, why they do it. Hmm? Yes. So we can then non-judgmentally observe them and appreciate them for who they are instead of wanting them to be who they cannot be. Hmm? Yes. A great point. A great point. So that's it for today. Make sure you tune in to next week's episode to learn more about how your man's brain works. <laughs> and we will see you then. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior. And we are Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you'll find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.